Alright, welcome ladies and gentlemen, this is 803 Bro Podcast, we on our second episode today, we got a good one for you, in the house, you know, we always have my bro, Big E, what's up, what's up, what's up, alright man, uh, uh, the most craziest topic today that I got myself into is uh, betting, parlays, prize picks, underdog. The craziest thing that I would put a lot of money in, I ain't really want much. I ain't breaking even or nothing. Not even on underdogs, but it's easy. Y'all think it's, it's crazy out here how the way people be betting? That you see like Drake betting like a million dollars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that as well, man. And obviously, I think that, you know, the people, I'm not sure what Drake. The, the site that Drake bets with, but I'm pretty sure they're paying him. So that funding is coming. That funding is coming definitely from them. So I don't think he's spending his own money. However, um, that's a great uh, way to, um, I guess, promote your, your betting site is by having probably one of the top artists of all time back in your company and show, showcasing what y'all have to offer. That, I mean, I think it's cool. But it's kind of wild too at the same time because it's Drake be betting like two million dollars on games and stuff like that, man. That's crazy to me. Crazy money. I don't know if I'm betting that much. I mean, the most I've bet so far is about twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, it, just some of the parlays, like what color is the Gatorade that's going to be dumped on Andy Reid after they won the Super Bowl, and uh, what song is Rihanna going to open with during the halftime? show and then it's just like some of the ridiculous ones and you're like who actually hits this and then you see the guy that has like the one in a million shot who places like twenty dollars down and ends up winning two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars and you're like okay how what what magic are you doing to know all those odds that you were going to win that if you just put twenty dollars down like, bro, there's no lie. Like, there are cats that really just, like, they have no betting is their full-time job. Like, they literally go and look up numbers and the odds and really place these bets and really hit. Like, I'm in a Facebook group with prize picks and parlays, and these cats really do be giving good advice on it. But, I mean, they just sit down and really do the math. Well, I don't know if y'all have ever seen the movie or not, but there's a movie called Moneyball, and that's basically what it is. They use an automatic pick, and it's a baseball movie, but they break down, they put all the strategies and stuff and all that, and it basically tells them, hey, who's going to be the best overall person? So I'm sure they're using like some type of computer or something to run the logistics or something to help them break down the numbers with everything. Yeah. Oh, oh Moneyball. I love Moneyball, man. That's my movie, Brad Pitt. And Jonah. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Yeah, the guy that, like, mastered and putting together a team. Billy Bean. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the craziest thing, like, is... Do you think sometimes that when you like when you be seeing the bits and the parlays and cats just be missing it by like one 
do you think like that'd be an influence with Vegas or whoever doing it to be like, don't do that because we ain't trying to pay that out? I I think there are certain times whenever if Vegas is new knows that they're going to win and they're going to lose more money than they make, there might, <laughs> yeah, they might kind of alter the odds. Um, and I've heard instances where they're like, oh, well, there was a technicality. So you did, you hit, but you're not getting paid the full amount. Mm-hmm. Like I know, like I say, it was a couple of parlays I've seen out there. Uh, that had that situation where it was like that one out of nowhere, that one time, like I think it was, uh, I can't remember what week it was in the NFL, where a guy placed a parlay, I think it was like 20 bucks, I think, and he placed a parlay that it would be a touchdown score, a passing touchdown score in every game in the first half that played that week, and he almost hit he was two yards shot to Derrick Henry fumble at the two-yard line. I think I remember seeing something about that, but I couldn't tell you what week that was. I couldn't. Yeah, I just remember Derrick Henry fumble at, like, the two-yard line. If and that's that the case, I'll, I would definitely be needed. Oh, Derrick Henry would have to see me. <laughs> Ain't no way. Ain't no way. No way. I want my I want my money. <laughs> run, run me my money. Well, that's like the guy that uh went to the signing that Harrison Bucker was at and was like, dude, you missed that field goal and you cost me $20,000. And Harrison just was like, okay, like. Oh, so my- he, he, he actually yeah, he went, went to go find him. Uh, well, they were they were doing like an autograph signing in like some gas station or like sports memorabilia place in um, Kansas City. And uh, he went up to Harrison and told him, and Harrison ended up giving him like five dollars. Wow! And he and he <laughs> was like, and he was like, yeah, you cost me my chance at twenty thousand dollars. And Harrison's just like unimpressed the whole time, and was like, I don't know what you want me to do, man. Here's five dollars to make it better. <laughs> yeah, that'd have been a fight. <laughs> that'd been a whole, whole fight right there. Uh, let's see who else did that. Oh, I know it was like a couple times in basketball that, that that always goes down where like they do the points and like it'd be meaningless, like meaningless things like basketball players do, and it just seems very odd. When yeah. Like, um, what game that was? Was it a Charlotte game or a Kings game? It was one of those games where like game was over. Dude's gonna win the parlay, and out of nowhere, bro just jacked up a three and hit, and that messed his whole parlay up. Like it was the game was over. Like they was losing by at least twenty, and he just jacked the three. <laughs> I think that's what um you know uh, what's his name the ESPN analyst at night or uh, uh, the uh, the show's called Bad Beats, <laughs> and uh, it talks about you know the um. I guess the parlays that they have on certain games and things of that nature. Is and, that uh, Scott Van Pelt? Yeah, it's Scott Van Pelt. Yeah, and they talk so they talk about all of that and how people just miss their miss their parlay by a certain amount of points or things like that. I, I mean, 
just just listen to him talk about it is wild to me. I'm like, really, you could have had you really could have had twenty thousand twenty, thirty thousand dollars if they would have scored one less point. And somebody actually decided to take a layup with uh one second to go. And the game was the game was already over four minutes ago. Oh man, nah, that's wild right there. Super wild. Well, a lot of that is just regardless they're still gonna try to pad their stats to try to make themselves look better as a key piece. But I know the biggest uh, parlay going on now since the mock draft for next year for basketball is um, supp- allegedly the Magic are supposed to take Bronny and the the parlay is what's the parlay of LeBron James going to the Magic or just retiring. Mm-hmm. Right, that's, that's, that's highly interesting. But yeah, uh, and just to piggyback off that too, it just it's interesting to see how far Bronny has climbed up the chart into the I guess the future NBA draft because he was projected to go to Ohio State uh, right out of high school. So I'm like, so um, all the stuff that's coming together right now is it's pretty intriguing to me. But they they are saying that he's one of the best uh, wing players in high school basketball right now. So, uh, if that's the case, I'm pretty sure that he'll probably be a lottery pick sometime soon. So. Well, the piggyback off that as well, not to get too far off of the sports bed and stuff, is it, real, is it a real asset to base your assumption of how good he is based off how he plays? Like, yeah, he, he's a good player, but Bryce is – the better out of the two but the only reason he's getting as much exposure because apparently from what i've heard and stuff he's not even one of the best players on the uh the team that he plays on is it just he's getting all this exposure because he is lebron's son i hope yeah i think i think that's the case i think he is getting a lot of exposure because he's lebron's son i mean anybody would actually I mean, you arguably you have the your dad is the, the greatest basketball player of all time, and he has two sons. So, uh, I mean, people are going to expect their children, well, these LeBron's children, to mimic him in their careers or have some type of basketball legacy. We see what happened to Jordan, and and that was atrocious when his sons produced in the collegiate level. So, um. I guess you can't really correlate the greatness of these uh, these basketball players to their children, but at the same time, too, uh, I don't remember LeBron, well, Jordan's sons being as good as LeBron's two youngest sons, Bronny and um, Bryce. So, I mean, time would tell the boys still in high school, but you know, like I said, I know we're kind of getting on topic about it, but I mean, time would tell to see if they are uh, able to, I guess, continue the legacy of their father. And going off of that as well, I think really there's only been one player that I know that is following up just the success uh, that his dad's doing, and that's Kenyon Martin's son. And you haven't really heard about, yeah, Gary Payton, but if you look at what all he went through, whenever he went with the championship, he was on the verge of being cut before he finally was a mainstay. But I think KJ is about the uh, the only one that's really 
I know it's too early because he's only been there but a couple of years, but he's following in the same footsteps as his dad is becoming a all-around great player. Oh, okay. I feel you on that, but you are missing one particular person, though. Who's that? You have two, actually. You have Steph Curry and you have Klay Thompson. Yeah, but Dale, uh, Seth's bigger than Dale. Yeah, yeah. Role player. yeah. Yes. So but, that's that's kind of one of the assumptions of that the son's doing better than the dad because mm-hmm. there's there's a couple players like that. But um, who was uh, Clay's dad? Who did he play for? Michael Thompson, the Showtime Lakers. Never heard of him. I, 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 I'm pretty sure y'all probably have him, but yeah, he was a pretty good player. He played with Magic Johnson and them boys. He was in the starting lineup too. And you know what we know what the Showtime Lakers did. Oh yeah. So yeah, so uh and but they, they their whole family tree is pretty good too though. So uh uh they, his brother Trace played plays in the MLB. He plays in he plays basketball play. Dad played basketball too, so yeah, that's that's a whole good tree of athletes right there. But you know, yeah. all right. Let's see. I guess we go back on subject here. We got the let's see who's playing tonight. The Thunder playing the Suns tonight. What they got? Phoenix is nine point over. Yeah, the Thunder is nine point underdog, and you got. Warriors and Rockets with the Warriors eight point five point underdog. Now that part I don't get with these bets. These betting here is at point five. Let me ask you this: <laughs> What is the over under for the Nets and Bulls game? And the only reason I say that is because at one point, I believe the score was sixty seven to seventeen. In like the first two quarters, the Bulls net. Well, right now it is looking very ugly with the Bulls. Um, the Bulls is up one hundred eight sixty five with six minutes left. That's that's wild. That's crazy, man. <laughs> that's crazy. And the Bulls are like decimated in in with injuries. And the Nets, I mean, they trade the KD. However, they got some significant pieces back from that trade, and they're they're getting whooped like that. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, didn't they get what they got picks for the untrade with uh trading? Uh, they they didn't. They got Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and then they got somebody whenever they traded uh Spencer Dinwiddie. Whenever they traded Kyrie to the Mavs, uh, Dorian Finley Smith. Yeah, and Dorian. Uh, hey, uh, Austin, uh, over-under uh, for that Nets Bulls is 205.5. Yeah, who imagined, who had a parlay bet of that the Nets are going to get blown out by whatever. I'm sure they have it, but who actually thought that was going to happen? The spread, they got the spread is like 36.5. So right now it's just uh, 110.71 right now, so. Let's see. There's a lot. Though. We got the Warriors and Rockets over under 230 and a half. And they got the Thunder and the Suns at 227 over under. I, I, have, a, I have a question. So, yeah. 
I'm trying to figure out, like, what, what, I want y'all opinion on this. Like, what, how do you think these people come up with these numbers? That's exactly what I was about to, to ask, out. too. We, uh, we don't know. Man, I, cause I, I, it, it seems to me that it's some type of inside thing going on. Because there's no way that people understand. Like you said, Vegas always wins. So mm-hmm. there, I, it, there's no way to think that these individuals that come up with these bets don't have any type of information behind the scenes. Sometimes, unless you got some great analytical people back there, but I don't, I consider that stuff lucky, unless you actually know something's going on. So my question is: Do is, is some is, some of these games do they are they fixed, or you just got people that actually study the game to the point where they come up with these numbers, these significant numbers? Well, with that, like possibly they have people that's very analytic and has a degree or has a very big understanding of economics um, that comes up with this. But I'm pretty sure to a degree they study they they got to study all types of numbers, um, games, players, and come up with the I guess I want I want to say algorithm, but come up with a formula to actually come up with these numbers. But I mean, I wish I I wish I knew. Because man, that, that's a hell of a job. Because you got how many sports? Uh, 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 it's a it's a it's a numerous amount. Yeah, and I bet. Yeah, and then of course you your big ones are going to be the four big main ones, but you you can make money off of like a bunch of other stuff too. You have people you, you have people betting on how long the national anthem the national anthem is going to last, man. Like, they bet wild stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw I saw a parlay a couple of years ago. How many medals are the are the United States teams going to win in the Olympics? Yo, it's like, I'm laughing at the how long the national anthem. I'm laughing at the Gatorade bath. It's like people just finding ways to just bet on anything. That was or, a, uh, that was, go ahead, e. Okay, That was a bet. Of what song Rihanna was gonna sing first at the halftime show, and everybody was wrong because she sang the song "Bitch Better Have My Money," and nobody thought that she was gonna sing it. And come to think about it, it was her most popular song too. I'm like, ah, oh, well, that, that definitely makes sense. Another wild one. Um, whenever New England played Buffalo, they had a parlay if a dildo was gonna get thrown on the field or not. Yeah. Oh, also, you remember last year they had that they somebody made a bet where the dude actually made the bet that someone was going to run on the field during the Super Bowl. Did somebody did that? Ain't? Yes, he made the bet and he did it himself. He ran on the field. He had his friend distract the uh, security folk and he ran onto the field. He went that to jail that night, but he got paid. Well, no, actually, voided his. Oh, because he did it. Um. Yeah, because he did it. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, he ended up, he betted $1,000, and he had a 1,000 to 1 shot with him being the one, and he would have won $100,000, and they voided it because he did it. Because stupidly, he made a YouTube video or some video talking about what he was going to do, and they and so after seeing that, they canceled that. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> That part making that video of what he's gonna do, he's gonna do it. 
Take so you pay. basically, yeah. This, this man went to jail and went into the negative. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. There's, there's one thing, you know, we just don't try to understand betting and how where they come up with these numbers. Like, I'm literally laughing at one of my co-workers said he bet on golf. That That's a crazy sport to bet on. Because you never know. Like, golf is probably the most unpredictable sport there is. That you could be having, yeah, because you'll have names you never heard before exactly. winning major titles. Yep, that's probably the most unpredictable sport to bet on. So that's a brave person to do something like that. Uh, he brave. I don't think he cares. <laughs> I really don't think he cares anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that makes sense. If you got money to blow, go ahead and blow it. Well, that's like horse betting. It's You never know who's going to win. I mean... Well, it's just one of those things. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, going back to the fix and everything, who knows if the rider's actually holding the horse from his full speed because he'll get a bigger piece of the cut if he does. You're right. You're right about that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, spending, blowing money, one thing I see now how people blowing money now is fitness trainers. This is a touchy, very touchy topic for some folks here. Oh, yes, it's so touchy. It is so touchy. And the crazy part is, I'm in the politician world, so I see a lot of that. And I'll say I'm I'm dabbling in the powerlifting. I'm more of a weightlifter, but I I have powerlifting tendencies, and I I see a lot going on as well. I see it online. I actually see it. At some gyms I go to. So it's like, ah, you know, I'm going to sit back and let you uh, coach up these people and try to give them and give them unreal expectations based on the things that uh, you do that you don't mention. But I keep that to myself. Oh, no, we ain't keeping that to ourselves. We about to, we want to talk about this. Oh, yeah, well, you, you, I'll let you shoot first then, sir. Go ahead and do what you got to do. <laughs> Because it's, it's, it's a lot that you see here. Um, like I said, just being in that world and you, you, you look at the videos that you know, these people produce and what they put on Facebook or Instagram or whatever they choose, the platform they choose, and you get to talking to them and you be asking, like, hey, man, how, um, you got a coach? And they'll be like, you know, they'll say, yeah, I mean, you you know, you're going to ask how much they charge. And once I hear over that 150 to 200 range per month, mm. sometimes you want to say something. You want to be like, hey, uh, I don't think that's worth it. But hey, if you still, if your form, whatever, look like this and you paying that much, I don't think you're that person. And, and with those pri- I'm going to let you continue. But also with those prices, what are your credentials? Like, if you charge right. this much, I need to see. You know, your your best athlete, I, I want to speak with your best athlete. I want to, you know, vet them to see how you have benefited, how they have benefited from you, what gains they've made, what um, what competitions they competed in, what are their PRs, things of that nature. If you charge 100, 150 to $200 a month just for coaching, yeah, I, I'm going to need a little bit. I, I'm going to need a resume, man, or sir. Like, I need to see something. 
And that's just powerlifting. It's, it, there's more to it when you're talking like you go to commercial gyms for their training. Them cats don't even care at all. They, they really don't. Like you can look in their face like they don't even want to be here and they just be counting one, two, and just be looking around, not even engaging with the people, the person they're supposed to be training. It's more so money grab. I see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely money grab. Definitely money grab. That's like, like, the crazy part is you want to say they care, but then you can just look in their face and realize they really don't. Right. And I also think, too, uh, in the day and age of social media, it's it seems to me they want to get a lot of followers. And once you yeah. get these followers, that means you get people that you get these high top end programs or businesses that sponsor you. So that means you get merchandise, you get paid. So it's to me, like I said, at the end of the day, it's a money grab for some people. They just want to get their sponsors up. They want to get paid from these sponsors. They want to be plastered all over these posters everywhere. I don't think they really care about the client that they're working with is more so of getting that face out there and making sure that this, their client is bringing in more people for them. Cause I've encountered that myself from a couple people. And I had to realize that myself I had to sit back and think, I'm like, hold up now. You, you just really, you really want me to be with your crew or are you just using me to, to build your brand. I'm like, Hmm, I, I'm just going to, Oh, if it left. Man, it'd just be funny. Man, you like all the gym fails and you just be looking at their coach in the background, you'd be like, Y'all did this? Y'all this what y'all worked on? I know I know you get tired of me sending him them gym fails. Oh, uh, I mean no, I don't get tired of them because you know, I like looking at these gym fails because people out here at, these coaches are not really coaching their uh their clients, and these people going to PRs and have bad form and ego lifting. Uh, uh like what what are y'all coaches out here doing? Uh, talk to y'all clients to get them right. But like you said before, I don't think that they really care about their clients. It's more so of a money grab. They're just you know trying to get their sponsors up, trying to get their followers up on social media, and that's not right. You got to get your people out here hurt, and that's not cool. Well, some some of us on the athlete as well with the uh, with um that ego, like you say, ego lifting, because man, it is a lot of that out there for the for what what for the brand or for the followers, yeah, et cetera. And all you see is on Snapchat, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, it's it's like people don't realize like the stuff. Me and you do e, and you know, saying various people we train with, and like that ain't no lightweight. Sometimes it, it's it's really not. I mean, and people say, "Oh, you move that easy," but if you under that bar, it does not feel easy. It's very stressful. It feels like your bones about to break in your hand. <laughs> so it's like, um, you're trying to do the best you can with what you have. That's all we can do. But at the same time, too, you have to surround yourself around individuals that have that that have that mindset and have that work ethic like you as well. And that's going to tell you, like, no, you shouldn't be doing this. You need to drop that weight down a few more pounds or you should uh, probably do a little bit more uh, less reps because I mean, you ain't out here trying to hurt yourself also. Austin, when Austin trained with me, Austin thought I was about to kill him. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, but that was because I was used to like a commercial gym and not a off the grid gym that only long. people that are <laughs> pretty much that are that are like true like people trying to actually work out whereas most of like the planet fitnesses or stuff like that are just a bunch of teenage kids and old people trying to do stuff yeah. in the brick house <laughs> Oh man, no, yeah, brick house, and it, it it will get you, man. It's it's pretty big in there too, so they have a lot of equipment to use in there. So, um, brick house is 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 known for some known for some heavy power lifters. But shout out to Spud Inc. too, Spud Inc. Known for some good power lifters. Yeah, shout out to Junker Gym as well. Gym, yep. Uh, they they got some real elite power lifters in there as well. Uh, I'm on. I'm in there on the weekends and the weekdays, and I see a lot of great people in there doing their thing. So shout out to everybody there. Matter of fact, I was at uh jungle this morning. Had to hit that uh what is uh three eighty with a long three second pause on bench. Yes. Yeah. That 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 hurts. That hurts real it, bad. It, it it moved better than that three seven. I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like I like the uh the kilo plates, the calibrated plates too. So that works out. It, it, it makes it a whole lot easier. It did. It did. It really did. I mean, either way, I mean, we don't go in. We didn't. We don't go to the gym with the intentions like we're gonna do something crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Like, like, like these, like these influences. Yeah. Like then, like the thing that gets me, and like now it's starting to come full circle. Is now that everybody has to say or they have to put in their caption that they're drug free and, and we know that's not the case all times with these certain individuals that put that right. and it makes you look more suspect when you put that in there because Every you know time. <laughs> if you if you are a true power lifter or weight lifter you can look at someone and know if they're drug free or non-drug free you can look and tell for the majority of the time you ain't gotta put nothing in your caption on your videos. We already know. No, that that stays in captions now. It's like I'm drug free. I'm drug. I can do this drug free. Like you ain't gotta say it all the time. And I always say if you gotta say it all the time, then you ain't drug free. That is. That's that's true. Like even if you are or if you aren't, nobody cares. No, nope. I I mean I really don't. I I don't care at all. Just do it. Do you? Because you you control your own body, you're controlling that. You can do what you want to with your own body, as long as you're not harming anybody else physically. Right. That's that's okay. But let's do you. You ain't have to tell anybody what you do. Right. And I think now it's like with these influencers, it's like the crazier thing they do, the more followers they get. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh for sure. Not that saying that they, people want to see them fail or hurt themselves or what, but just the craziest thing they do, the more they get. Like that guy Juju. Um, I forgot. There's some. I forgot what his name, last name is or what how he, but that he goes by Juju, and bro be doing the most craziest lifts I've ever seen, like squatting and having a what bulldozer be his back squatter. <laughs> Yeah. Is, is it the big old muscular like uh white guy 
blonde hair, long hair with the beard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, he, he's even stated he's that as a as almost like a gimmick. Yeah. It's not his true personality. It, he said he just does it for views on TikTok. Like, like we said before, it's all about it's all about these get their followers up. Once you get your followers up, that means you get sponsors. And sponsors bring in money. It's a whole money grab. It's a whole money grab. I wish I had me a sponsor. I, I just want uh I just want supplements. <laughs> Take creatine, protein powder. That's about all. <laughs> Pre workout BCAs, even though I feel like BCA BCAA is kind of a overrated supplement. Yeah, I was told that as well. Yeah, you know, it's not yeah, the creatine and, and protein powder is about all I can do for you. I only like taking pre workout because that keeps me up at night. And I'm like, I I just rather uh go in and do it without even having that uh, extra uh, boost of energy. Now just give me the just give me the chunk. You be trying to take a full scoop, man. I'll be taking half and half. <laughs> I feel like I feel like ants be running through my body, man. Yeah, that's how the first time I felt when I took it. Dude, I felt like I was fucking 50 cent. I feel like you could shoot me 10 times <laughs> so nothing would happen. <laughs> man, that's crazy. That's wild. And I was also thinking about, you know, the other influencer, Dream Swole. Dream, dream swole, the, the man that be um squatting about six hundred with no hands and, and drinking a protein shake, do the drill. Oh, Broby, Broby. Oh yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> what are you doing? He had a blanket and a pillow on the bench, benching five hundred, and he and it was a pause, just like a ten second pause it was on the five hundred bench. Nah, it, no, he did fail. I think he fell at least twice. I've seen him fail twice when he tried to put the um bar on his back. With no hands, and I, I guess um, it was equipment fail, or he didn't have enough room to put clips on. But those plates just start falling one by one. He ain't know what to do. Uh, if, I, if I was anybody in that gym, I would have moved the hell out of the way because them forty fives <laughs> be flying. <laughs> Man, you don't want you don't want your feet under them bars on them plates. Mm-hmm. Oh no. So let me flip the script with this. If so, there is an f- influencer, and I'll, I'll mention him at the end of who it is. But at one point, he was like, How y'all were talking about, he was doing like the just getting a bunch of clients and doing this and promising them that. And then, you know, he was kind of a shitty person to begin, and now he's all about like positivity and stuff like that is that something that y'all could like forgive or is he still have like those other intentions in mind um in in my opinion i feel like at least everyone deserves a second chance now not saying that the people that he has i guess gave an evil an evil i guess way to yeah, give a negative way to make, to make him feel about. I um, they still have the right to feel that way because I mean that's what he did in the past. But if he said he changed his ways and he's actually you know doing abiding by that right now, I have to give it to him. I, I mean, 
if he's doing it and he's making steps to improving and he has doc well, not documentation, but he has people that can vouch for him that's saying that he's a good person now. I mean, I'm a, I'm a roll with it. I'm a roll with it, bro. I mean, we all have a past. So if he's able to get over the um, the negative that he calls certain individuals, man, I'm all for it. Forgive yeah. and forget sometimes. Maybe like that sometimes. Well, and it was more of not like a weightlifting thing. He was involved in a company, and it was basically they were just scamming people out of their money. But the guy is Joey Swole. I don't know if. Either of y'all know who that is. I've heard the name before too. Yeah, I've heard the name Joy Fold. And yeah, he was he was involved in a uh some company and they ended up taking the money and it, it was just a big ordeal and everybody wants to bring up his past now that he's relevant again doing positive things in the gym community. Oh, did, did he face criminal charges or anything like that or that I am not sure. Let me check on that. Okay. Um, because I'm saying, if, if he did face criminal charges for it and he paid his debt to society, man, I mean, if he if he paid for what he did for, just let that man live. That's how I see it. Well, I think now that the that number one story lately with influencers and their little scandals is uh, was it the Liver King? Oh my God, that dude, bro, that dude's sick. He is sick, man. He now that that that's a complete robber. He lied to these people all this time, man. All this time, had him buying supplements, eating raw meat, um, buying all these stuff. Yeah, yeah, just like eating eating crazy stuff and saying that he's one hundred percent natural. And documents came out saying that he was buying all of these, um. Um, drug enhancements, well, these body enhancement drugs and things of that nature. Right. And he still denied it. He was still denying it. Like, you have documentation saying you're buying steroids and you still want to go and deny it to these people, these loyal followers that you have. And then you're going to make a video saying you messed up. Bro, yeah, we yeah, already yeah. know you messed up. We know Everybody you messed up. Knew. Everybody knew at that time. It was like, bro, we know. But then the funny part was, I think, was it Joe Rogan? Like yeah. That said, he had a a one in a hundred million chance to have a physique right. like that. Like, bro got ab implants. I bust out laughing. Ab implants, bro. That's what we're doing now. <laughs> you look at that man's body, and you can tell that no one like that. That's no way that anybody can get that body, that type of body, naturally. That's no way. Eating no raw way. liver. <laughs> yeah, eating raw liver and taking. Um, supplements taking it, take it buying his supplements. Yo, didn't uh, and somebody had um sued him for like a hundred million dollars as soon as he came out that he was he was lying to the people. Yeah, yeah, they uh they sued him for like twenty five million dollars plus damages. Um, but apparently the supplement company he owns it, and so that's where he was getting the uh the products from and um they uh they ended up suing them and i think they're going to court sh- shortly about yeah, it come over to the settlement i know it was a while ago i mean that, like, it's that's false advertisement that's false advertisement man and you had people you had people using their hard-earned money 
to buy these supplements, knowing that these supplements that he he was providing was not going to get the physique like he, he like these people were expecting to have like his. Like, come on, man, you robbing these people? That like I said once again, it's a money grab. It's all a money grab, and it takes away it takes away from the the actual influencers that that are doing it for the people that don't have the following like that. Exactly right. I know a couple people that actually do it for the people. But, you know, you have these individuals here that's doing it for the money and not thinking about the person that they're working with or not thinking about the situations that they have at home. But you just like, I'm just giving the money and I'm good. That's all we need to work on. Give me the money, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to give you a copy and paste program that I give everybody up. Sick. It's Sick. It's not, yeah, not even, not even their own, not even their own customized program. You giving them, <laughs> you giving everybody a general program to go by, not taking into consideration that. Right. And either, arm also. There's, I was going to say not, and you're not even considering like their size, weight, mm-hmm. body difference, stuff right. like that. Right. right. Sad, man. It's, it's sad. Going back to the Joey Swall situation, the company that he was with was a supplement company called Shreds. Um, basically, what ended up happening with that, the people that were in charge were photoshopping the physiques of the models that they had. And basically, like you just said, he, they were just giving everybody the same plan instead of having it specifically mapped out for everybody else. See, you know something else? See, that's wild. And I want to also give a shout out to Goob. The Goob. I don't Goob you two on Instagram. He's been working constantly exposing these particular people doing that. These these fitness coaches stealing pictures and altering and altering things in that nature. They, they get them, they just get their followers up. They try to get more clients in. He's been exposing everyone from from ladies to men, um, uh, photoshopping their pictures, um, making their making their waist tuck on get tucked in a little bit more, making their um the bottom stick out a little bit more. Man, it's been wild. He's been going in and he's been DMing these people asking questions like, "Are you photoshopping your pictures?" Like, if he DMs you, you know he's about to make a video about you, so you need to go ahead and tell the truth and let it out. Tell the truth and set yourself free. Yeah, Goo started with, uh, I think, with him, how he jumped on my radar. He actually started exposing people in policy community, um, preferably uh, some meet directors and officials up in US, USPA. Uh, I think it was Vermont. It started with Vermont. That's what I've seen mm-hmm. how I've seen him. Um, he had receipts on everything from sex offenders to how you know, crazy these cats are to you know criminal records, everything that put USPA on their heels about background checks. And from there, he just he just kept going. And, and I see that it was like every day it was something new. Every day. 
Mm-hmm. And I and I noticed too that some people took their I guess their programs from USPA and then moved it to another federation because of that as well. So I mean I think that's taking a, a real big hit right now. The USPA is so um, USA USAPL on the rise right now. They they probably yeah, break ACL and Powers in America. Um, it's yeah, kind of that- people now. No, they they're they're swapping some that was in USAPL, some going to Powers in America. Me personally, I mean, I'm sticking with USAPL, um, but I've seen who is it a good bit of top notch USAPL cats going over to Powers in America. Um, and one for sure I wanted to see was Ray Ray Williams. Um, so he can go against old boy. Uh, Jesus Oliveras. You're talking two mega heavyweights that can each squat over a thousand pounds raw. That's wild. A thousand pounds raw, man, man. What yeah. you know? What what weight class are they in? Heavyweight, super heavyweight, he- super heavyweight. So that's that's uh that's two hundred uh, kg plus. Oh no, no, that's one fifty kg plus. But Paul's in America is. 120 plus they have they go by different weight classes than anybody else oh, okay so yeah they, uh i know ray got to be over 400 and i think jesus close to 400 pounds oh wow so i think jesus just did a heavy single of 1025 for the first time i've seen him actually grinding a squat Man, anybody squatting over if you if you can squat one thousand and you grinding it out, yeah, that's that's still phenomenal. That was the first time I've seen him actually grinding a squat. I don't think people realize how how hard it is to squat and hit depth with with all this weight on your back. Now imagine you having a thousand pounds on your back, <laughs> squatting and hitting depth. That's, that's not coming out the rack with me. It, 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 you're right. It ain't coming out the rack. I ain't even getting under the bar. Like, now nah, y'all got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting under no bar. No. Yeah, I got it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nah, I can Now, nah, I would probably do, um, the most I would probably static hold is probably seven. I would try seven for static hold. But other than that, nah, G, we nah, out. G. <laughs> we out. I'm going to have Austin static hold five. <laughs> yeah, what happens? But he got Austin got bad knees. Oh man, doing that bad. Now you gotta give him the ends of sleeves, man. I ain't do Austin that bad. What you gotta say, Austin? Dude, I got bad knees, <laughs> bad ankles. I, I'm I'm as graceful as like a baby. I was walking the other day, and I swear a gust of wind blew, <laughs> and I fell, and just. It, it's 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 bad. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna need some help before I get that. I'm telling you, man, those those ends of sleeves would do the justice for everything that you need. I promise you. I haven't used them yet, but I know I know DT uses them, um, and some other yeah, people use them too. And man, they say them things are phenomenal. They uh they work. I might say that was saying like in, I got what about a couple more weeks to my next um, competition. Yeah, I I gotta. Finally, squat six hundred. I should have stopped squat six hundred a year ago. But mm-hmm. I, be that with me. My team. I definitely got to put four hundred on the table now. That three eighty for a three second pause move so lightly. 
So 400 got to go down and deadlift is going to be deadlift. Yeah. Well, y'all can have all of that right now. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just living. I'm just happy to be pain free for the moment. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to ride with that for a little bit. You're going to ride with that, huh? <laughs> You're going to ride pain free. Ride pain free just for a little bit. I'm thinking about it though. I'm thinking about some stuff. I'm getting back. I'm getting back in powerlifting shape. I think right now it's been a pretty good week yeah. at the gym. So, um, and I have a lot of people asking outside of U2DT when I'm going to start. They want to come and see me at a comp. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to fight you. <laughs> but uh, I like to keep a core, the real core around me when I'm doing stuff like that because I know they are there to actually motivate me and try to, you know, push me to get to where I need to go. The rest of y'all just want to be nosy. That's <laughs> all. So, so. Basically. That's it. Basically. Matter of fact, I just saw a video, man. Um, was it a 67 year old guy deadlift almost uh, almost 700 pounds? Sheesh. Man, I was like, yo, bro, still got it. Like that that goes in where I was speaking with um one of our, our guys, Low. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about the age and still going and consistency and all that. And I'm like, bro, we just checked off here all that. Wow, and we and checked off all that. And it's crazy too that the the majority of these powerlifters are people that have regular nine to five and still find time to go to the gym and and lift all this heavy ass weight. And be like me and work twelve. Oh, you work twelve. And, hey, you know something? Matter of fact, I work. I'm at work at seven. I leave probably every day around five, and I don't even have time to rest. I go straight to the gym. Really, after I get off work. So yeah, it's like. The people that really go to the gym, they go every day, like they are straight disciplined. And if you are able to do lift all that heavy ass weight after a long day of work, man, that's phenomenal to me. Oh. Man, I mean, it's like, it's like I tell people, man, sometimes like we don't want to go to the gym every day. We don't want to train all the time, but it's pretty much embedded in us. Right. It's that. Yeah, it's that it's that intrinsic motivation, man. It's like you know you got you got a goal, you know you need to reach it, and if you can walk, you can make it to the gym. That's my mindset. So obviously you have to rest sometimes, but if hey. you can walk, you can make it to the gym. Hey, like like our boy CP Fletcher, get your punk ass in the gym. Yes, Not sir. You awesome, but we just saying in general. Yes, sir. I'm there. Oh, forget your punk ass. <laughs> no, no, you're good. <laughs> oh man, all right, fellas, man, this has been a great, great episode here, man. Uh, let's see. Any any last final remarks? I would say the final thing is if y'all just want to mention. The uh, the at of the guy that you were talking about that exposes the fake influencers. That way, in case anybody is listening, has any questions about a potential person, that way they could see if maybe y'all's guy had made a video about them. Intriguing. If I'm not mistaken, I think this um his at is goo underscore YouTube. G O O B underscore U two. If I'm not mistaken, can somebody check that out for me right quick? I'm about to check it now. Cause we got some. He got a backup page too. I know his his main account has about seventy three thousand followers. 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But yeah, he's been on. He's been on it for the past few months. Yeah. Yes. So that's it. Is uh, it's the Goob underscore U two, but I don't know. It doesn't say if that's his main page so, or um, so. So his yeah, backup back page. page. His main page has a seven has seventy seventy three thousand followers on. Sorry, so that's just Goob. Okay, yeah. then that's yeah. his main page. Uh, the letter, the letter, yeah, is Goob G O O B underscore the the letter U and the number two. Goob underscore U two. Okay, so. He has two other backups. It's Goob underscore U underscore backup. And then his other backup account is Goob underscore U3. So he just, this man, he's anticipating somebody shutting down his page. He, he, like, he's been doing a lot of exposing, man. It looks like he just, he just put out a supplement. And, it, you know, the crazy part of this supplement, he just put out this pre-workout I'm looking at on his page right now. Is a pre-workout all exposed? Ah, got him! <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah, that's, that's super funny. That, that is hilarious. Pre-workout all exposed. Oh man! All right. All right anything else? Uh, that's about it, man. Yeah. That's it. That was some great talk tonight. Oh yeah, great one, great one, great one. Can't wait for the next one. Oh yeah. Uh, next week gonna be probably even crazier. Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on in the sports world too. So, especially um, I, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about it uh, next next podcast. But you know, a lot of uh, potential trades are going down. So um, just be ready to uh, talk about that next week. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm in, in, in the NFL in the NFL world. So I'm gonna be up on it, man. I'm gonna make sure I do my due diligence and do uh, good journalism. <laughs> All right, fellas, man, it's been great. Until next time. Until next Later. time. Bye. Until next time.